Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And it is my pleasure to welcome you to tonight's Small Biz Chat. Now, we do Small Biz Chat because we offer peer-to-peer advice to help you take your small business to the next level. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. So that's what we're about. So I'm really excited. Our goal is to give you an opportunity to hear sage advice from experts that are going to help you take your business and your life to the next level. Now, tonight's guest, I have tax expert Eva Rosenberg. You guys know her as Tax Mama. She's here tonight. She has answers to tax questions. She provides information on her Tax Quips podcast, and she's written a wealth of books and released many webinars to help you deal with your personal and business taxes. Her latest book, the fourth edition of Small Business Taxes Made Easy, including the latest tax laws, will be in bookstores in March. So I'm so excited even to have you back with us on Small Biz Chat Live. Welcome. Thank you. And congratulations on, you know, being the top woman at LinkedIn this year. That is so exciting. Thank you. Well, it was kind of a surprise. You know, they named me one of the top voices of 2019 for small business and entrepreneurship. I didn't know any of the other people on the list, but I was happy they put me on the list. So (laughs) I'm really excited about that. But now let's get to you because I know taxes stress people out. So I want you to kind of give us some insight into what we need to be thinking about going into filing this year's taxes. Because you said we actually got some good stuff out of this, some of the legislation and things that have come around. But first, before we get started, will you please tell me when are business taxes due? This is the number one thing that I think people screw up all the time. When are business taxes due? Oh, God, yes. I'm so glad you asked that. First of all, they changed all of the deadlines a couple of years ago. So, Partnerships and S-corporations and any kind of pass-through entities are due on March 15th. And if they are, are going to consider taking an LLC or corporation and make an election to be an S-corporation, they have to do that by March 15th. The penalties for not either filing or putting it on extension are $205 per month per partner or per shareholder. So they're huge. So that's why I am so glad that you asked that because somebody just wrote to me and said she finalized her partnership last February and now she's considering filing the tax return and she's facing $4,000 worth of penalties. So the corporate return is due in April as well as the individual on April 15th. Okay. I'm glad you broke that down because I think a lot of people think business taxes are due in April. They are not. They are due for most people in March. March 15th is our deadline. All right. So now talk to me about if you have to file your business taxes, which is a small business owner, you better be filing business taxes. What kind of tax expert 
do, do they need? I mean, can TurboTax do it for you or do you really <laughs> need a human to do your business taxes? Okay. First of all, I want everybody in business to put your tax returns on extension. Okay. Absolutely put them on extension this year. It's a form 7004 or come and ask me. Who do you need to help you? Either an enrolled agent or a CPA should be able to help you deal with your taxes. These are people who actually are required to have tax education every single year. They're required to know what the changes are and what's going on. Anybody else, I know I know you won't believe this, but except for California, Oregon, and Maryland, there are absolutely no education requirements for any tax professionals anywhere else in the country. So anywhere else in the country, if they're not an EA, CPA, or attorney, stay away from them. And I know they're going to hate me for telling you that. <laughs> well, look, I want people to know the information, so I don't care. All right. Congress gave us a little gift this past holiday. Can you tell me a little bit about the high points of the new tax law that was just passed in December that kind of updates the, the Trump tax reform law? Sure. There were only about 715 pages. No big deal. <laughs> And they did it at the last minute. So everybody has to retool. So none of the forms, you know, are quite ready yet. But there are two big things that affect us right now as, as taxpayers. Some of them affect everybody and not just businesses. And there are extenders, various tax provisions that expired at the end of 2017. And they may be interesting for people to amend their personal tax returns for last year. Most of those things don't really affect businesses, so I'm not really going to go there. But then the things that do affect business are the SECURE Act, and that is changing how retirement plans work. And they're making more and more people eligible, including part-time people. People who are still working can stay, can continue to contribute to IRAs even after age 70 and a half. And people who are 70 and a half don't have to take their minimum required distributions from their IRA accounts. They can wait until age 72. And so there are new provisions for retirement plans themselves that will allow a lot more people to be able to get the benefits, businesses to get tax credits for automating enrollment. So if somebody comes on board, if they automatically make them part of the retirement plan, the business can get a substantial credit. You know, there are a lot of nuances and a lot of things that need to be explained. And you mentioned that small business taxes made easy is coming out in a few weeks. I incorporated the details and what to do on all of these changes because we caught it just before it went to the printers. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome that you were able to give people that extra insight. So talk to me about, I know that I've heard a lot of people talking about the new 20% quali qualified business income deduction. This is a great deal for business owners, right? Or, or will it just generate audits and, and a whole bunch of mess for people? It's really good for tax professionals. We are able to increase our fees dramatically. We are thrilled at this new provision because it's complicated. IRS has written hundreds and hundreds of pages explaining it. It's okay. For some people, it's really good. There is a provision for most of the people that you're dealing with. 
people who are consultants, who are in small businesses and providing a lot of different services, they have severe limitations on how much of this deduction they can use. And uh, if they're married filing jointly, it's somewhere around 315000 If their income goes above that, they start losing the right to use these deductions. Half of that for singles, and that number has increased by inflation. For people who don't meet what's called a specified service trade or business description, which are service businesses, they don't have these limitations. And, you know, like everything else with the IRS, it's a trade-off. It's 20% of your business profits reduced by certain things. So it's not going to be simple, right? So it's 20% of that. But if you really want to focus on maximizing that deduction, that means you're, you're increasing your business profits, which means you're increasing your self-employment taxes and various other adjusted gross income numbers. For some people, they're better off not using this at all. So I'm actually working on putting together a course on how to, how to balance this so it makes the most sense. But for some people, it's really great. Now, you already said that you think every business owner should put their business on extension. Oh, yeah. Now, what, what's involved in doing that? Because if you owe, you can put on extension all you want to, but you still have to write a check, right, if you owe? Yes and no. So <laughs> there's always that, right? This is the IRS. So first of all, yes, if you owe, the extension is an extension of time to file, not to pay. If you don't pay, send something with it. But if you can't afford to pay the whole thing, the penalty for late payment is a half a percent per month. If you pull that money out of your credit card, you're going to pay a lot more than that, right? So half a percent a month is not very much. There is also a Form 1127 that you can file that will actually buy you six months of delay without any penalties if it's a hardship. So there actually is a secret form nobody knows about that you can use to get additional time to pay too. All right. Thank you for telling us about that because I'm sure that there's a couple of, usually the people that I see most getting jammed up with this is people who are side hustlers and gig workers. Like they kind of forget to put that 30% aside and then they get hit with a tax bill and they're like, Macaulay Cocking from home alone, you know, when they get this bill, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I think it's really important that you talked about that. But are there any special tax benefits for people who are gig workers and, and, and freelance folks out here? Well, honestly, the IRS has this whole gig worker area of the website that they've expanded on. But the fact is, all they are is people who are self-employed. And the the shock comes exactly the way you said. Somebody I, on the on Tax Mama, I have this Ask Tax Mama forum where people can ask questions for free. We answer them for free, and we'll be very patient up to a point when we keep giving them the same answer five times, and you know they're not getting it. Like the guy who said, "How come I?" My profit was, my taxable income was twenty nine thousand. Why am I paying ten thousand dollars to the IRS? on $29,000. That's a lot. Well, we explained to him his business profit, his Schedule C was about 40000 and he's paying 15.3% self-employment taxes on that. The income tax is only on the 29000 but that's the extra five or 6000 is on his self-employment, and he can't get the concept, and he's <laughs> not unique. A lot of business people don't understand that even if they're 
itemized deductions or their standard deductions wipe out their business profit. They still have self-employment taxes, and that becomes a huge shock when they do their taxes at April 15th and now don't have the money to pay. So that's why if you're in business, it is your responsibility to sit down with a good tax professional, invest a couple of hundred dollars, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to sell that. I'm just telling you that it will save you thousands of dollars if you sit down with somebody for about two hours and get an understanding of what you need to do because they can help you find tax credits and save a whole bunch of money with the right deductions and you will owe so much less and no penalties. I never see any reason why people should have to pay penalties. It's bad enough you've got to pay taxes. Why pay penalties? I I love it. I love it. Well, listen, we're going to go to break right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk to the tax mama about some of the most common things that people miss that they could be deducting on their business taxes. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady. You're watching Small Biz Chat Live and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady. I know you might be thinking about quitting your business and going back into corporate America, but wait, before you give up, my new book, Fix Your Business, could give you a whole new lease on life. My 12 P's of running a successful business will walk you through step-by-step how to grow your business revenue, how to hire great people and streamline your processes and so much more. Grab a copy today of Fix Your Business and get your life back. Welcome back to Small Biz Chat Live. I'm Melinda Emerson, your host, and I am so excited to be here today with the Tax Mama, and we're asking her the questions that can help you with your last-minute tax filing stuff. All right, tell me, what are the most common missed business tax expenses that you see constantly? People who spend money using cash, they don't keep track of it, and they don't even dare to estimate correctly. Would I force somebody to actually track the cash they spent, it was closer to $10,000. So track your out-of-pocket cash expenses. The other stuff you have on credit cards and checks, and we can go through that. Your accountant can go through that and see what's deductible. So those are the main things. And then there might be other things related to the mileage. Your mileage is a lot more than you realize it is. If you actually track it, you're going to find some really good stuff. And then there's something called per diem costs, which may apply to you where you're not even spending money or spending very little money, but the IRS gives you allowances for deductions you can use instead of the actual cash you spent. I took one person who spent 500 a month and because of the per diems, I turned it into almost 5,000 a month. Okay. Well, those are big ones, but here's some of the questions that I often get asked. You know, can you write off meals if you take anyone to dinner and you talk about business? Can you, can you deduct it? We go out to dinner with your best friend and say, we say the word business, it's a business deduction. No, you can't. (laughs) It really has to be business. It has to be associated. We can't deduct entertainment at all anymore. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing any kind of an entertainment thing, one of the things you want to do is get a separate bill for the meals and, and drinks part of it. You know, like you buy the what do you call it, the box seats at sporting events, and they cost thousands of dollars. That's not deductible. But the meals you provide, get an absolute separate receipt. Those are still going to be deductible. All right. Now, what about this? Can I get my business to pay for my health insurance? 
most of the time you can if you're a partnership or a corporation. If you're self-employed, you can't get the business to do it, but you can take an adjustment to income for the cost of the health insurance. And if you are a family and you get your spouse or your children to work for you, you can give them family coverage as part of their wages. They have to work for you legitimately. And all of the family medical expenses, not just the insurance, could get covered if you know how to do it. That's one of the chapters in the book. All right. What about gifts to clients? Is there a limit or is it just, you know, a bottle of wine or can I just send them a pen or a t-shirt with my logo on it? Or can I, can I send them a $300 wine basket? Yeah, right. Maybe you can send them the wrapping for the basket. What we have is a $25 limit per gift, per person, per year. It hasn't changed in the last 50 years. And so you can't give them more than that. You can maybe add the cost of the gift wrapping and shipping, but that's it. So we have to make an adjustment on our books. I mean, Congress hasn't changed this forever, and there's barely anything you can get for 25 bucks. So instead, what we do are promote, we can do promotion things. We can't give them tickets to something or or give them a gift certificate to go to dinner, but we can take them to dinner. Okay. Well, that might be better anyway. Work on the relationship. Eva, what is your favorite business app? Well, you know, my favorite website rather than a business app, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, is the IRS. I live on the IRS website. (laughs) Of course you do. Yes, I do. I live on it and I correct it and I send the corrections in and they fix it for me. All right. Well, they love you. You're helping they them do. do their job better. <laughs> and, and of course, as, as an enrolled agent with the IRS would tell me the IRS website is their favorite business app. I'm going to take that because I, I think it's valid. M- one of my favorite apps, I'm a big fan of Dropbox, and I've become a big fan of this new app called Design RR. And it's like enables you to make ebooks and import video and they'll turn it into content in seconds. I mean, it's amazing. And it's a new app I've been playing with and I I really like it. So it's called Design RR. And you're going to give us a link to that because that sounds good. Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to put out a post soon with it, with all of my favorite new tech tools in it. So just watch out for that soon. Another couple of weeks it'll come out. But yeah, that's, that's my new favorite one. Eva, what's your favorite old school marketing tip? Understanding the what's in it for me concept. What does the customer really want? Don't sell them. Give them something that they really want that they can really use, even if they don't know they need it. Right, right. What's in it for me? Everybody listens to the same radio station, right? (laughs) W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? I love it. I love it. Good stuff. My favorite old school marketing tip, handwritten notes. Handwritten notes still make a big difference. Everybody send an email. You send somebody a handwritten note on personal stationery. They will keep it and they will remember you. Last question. What is your favorite business book? It is Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz from way back in about 1960 or 70. And it's all about visualization, positivity, believing in whatever it is you want. And it's the foundation for a lot of business philosophies, Amway and everything else, basically tapped into that. So if you can visualize it and manifest it and believe it, it actually works. 
it actually works. When I decided I didn't want to do taxes anymore and I wanted to write, my phone rang and McGraw-Hill called and offered me a book. There you go. All right. Listen, guys, thank you so very much for being my guest tonight on Small Biz Chat Live. If you want more information about tonight's guest, head on over to my blog, succeedasyourownboss.com. And if you want more information just about me, I'm the Small Biz Lady. You can find me everywhere on the internet as a Small Biz Lady. So I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.